Welcome to Actemium of Ancion's podcast series. I'm Kim Collette. I manage Actemium of Ancion's business consultant group. And today I'm joined by Matt Ruth, our president, who will be our speaker for today's podcast. Our topic is going to be on a recent MES project that we implemented for a medical device customer leveraging Aviva's MES toolkit. Welcome, Matt. So, Matt, can you start out by giving us an overview of the project that you're going to be sharing with us today? Sure. Thanks, Kim. I uh, appreciate the opportunity to share a little bit about this, this uh, project that we implemented recently. Um, so, so the system that we're talking about today is an MES system for a medical device company. Um, one of the things that was interesting about this project was that we often see today and talk about how obsolescence is all throughout the operational technology layers. We talk a lot about uh, old control systems and old SCADA systems. Um, this one was, was one where obsolescence had in, uh, infiltrated into the MES layer. And so the justification of this system was based a lot on obsolescence at that layer. Thanks. Um, so... What was the relationship like with the client prior to this project? So this uh, project actually is the first time with this customer. Um, this need was referred to us from one of our partners in the Aviva distribution network, uh, InSource Solutions out of um, the southern, the southeast area. Um, and so they had uh, recommended us for this project and connected us with the customer. And so this is a first-time engagement with this customer, so starting from scratch. And what did the client need Actemium's help to solve? So in this case, uh, it's a medical device manufacturer that had a critical component for, for life-saving part. Uh, in this case, it was a cardi cardiac, cardiac component um, for some diagnostic testing and for some uh, surgery. Um, <clears throat> the part itself, as with most medical device systems, requires tracking of the part through production. Uh, and as I mentioned, they had an existing system that was from the early 2000s that was pretty antiquated. Um, and it was, it was relying on some unreliable barcode system to, uh, components to be able to track the uh, various components that went into the end uh, component itself. And so um, the the issue was is that this, the old system had a lot of opportunity for the operators to be able to um, incorrectly associate parts with the wrong part. Uh, and, and it also was a custom-built solution that came very unsupportable over the years. Uh, and it really kept them from being able to migrate to a modern operating system that their IT uh, division was asking them to migrate to. And so this system had a lot of obsolescence challenges, but also had a reliability issue uh, that we needed to solve. And what challenges did the Actemium team face while you were trying to address the client's needs? So, so overall, anytime that you're looking to replace an existing system, even if it's not the best system and it does have problems, um, it has inertia and it has familiarity. And so humans like things that are the same as they were before. This system had been operating for many years, and so the, the customer and their users were very used to it. And so that's always 
a challenge, that human element is always a challenge to overcome. Um, additionally, there's the question now of what will the new system require the operator to do? So there's some, a little bit of skepticism additionally into um, from the operator perspective as to what is it more that I'm going to have to do in my job? So those two human element uh, components are a challenge. From a technical standpoint, there's limited uh, Typically, there's limited definition and specifications on old systems. And so we had to overcome and reverse engineer some components of the old system to understand the functionality needed for the new system. And then there's the, the, the last element of that is then people not understanding well and saying, well, it never did that before. Um, and it perhaps did, but they just never acknowledged it. So uh, again, uh, a tech issue that that is uh, manifests in a human element challenge. So those were some of the biggest things that we had to address through the course of this project. Thanks. And could you give us uh, some more details around the solution that Actimium provided the clients? Sure. We we ended up implementing. Uh, a full barcode tracking system that leveraged Aviva's model-driven MES toolset. And so what that looked like is this system had 27 different workstations that needed to track serialized parts across those wor that workflow. And so as the parts traveled and flowed from each workstation, you had to understand and scan what, um, what part was being added to the assembly. And it's really important to capture all the data associated with the part from a traceability perspective. Couple that up with a full, fully validated uh, system as well to make sure that the data and the information that we were capturing was reliable and able to use from an FDA perspective. And so what that meant is that we implemented a full Aviva stack, stack of MES software into this solution. Um, it, leveraged the base of Aviva system platform. It added MES operations and qualities functionality to make sure that we could capture the running work orders and, and collect the quality sample at each location. And then it also was wrapped around with Aviva workflow. Um, as you can imagine, from process to process, step to step is a very structured methodology and their workflow and work tasks work very well, no pun intended, to be able to capture that process and move it along. And so we implemented those tool sets against that problem. We also did this in a very phased way. And so we implemented it inside of a test environment with a lot of structure to be able to test the system, show the system to the operator, and iteratively explain it to them such that we overcame the human element by showing it many times in an agile type uh, work methodology to be able to have them experience it, see the adjustments, see the refinements, and understand what they were going to be receiving when the system eventually went live. And did Actinium discover anything else in the process that the client needed support with? Certainly. Um, some, some of the main challenges are oftentimes there's an element of new hardware that they didn't expect to have to install. And so there was, a, there was components and barcode systems that were evolved from the original conception ideas that we, we ended up implementing on uh, this system. Additionally, the one the, uh, after the project, 
there's always additional use cases for MES that come out of the the um, implementation uh, from when a customer can see what's possible, they start thinking about other possibilities. And so those additional use cases, such as things around the way they do inventory and lot management and shipping are all areas that um, have a good application with the workflow and work task system. And then last but not least, one of the the things that always comes out is the need to be able to better slice and dice the data. And so more reporting and more granularity in, in the results from the system are requests and uh, needs of the customer. Once you see what you have, you typically want to get a little more. And uh, what's going on with the project now? Um, quite simply, we've gone through uh, full validation um, and, and the system is validated. So it's being used in production right now to uh, create the critical components for the cardiac uh, part that the, this then goes in to hopefully uh, save lives. So it's, a, it's an exciting thing that we can contribute to the overall well-being of people with uh, heart problems. Oh, that's fantastic. What about um, post-implementation support? Sure. Uh, as with as with most projects that we do, we have an element of uh, hyper care and adoption services that we provide to be able to have the customer uh, adopt the system and, and own it um, and, and for themselves. We also provide post uh, go live support on a twenty four by seven basis as needed. In this case, that was a shorter period, and where they had technical folks that were able to pick up and run with the ball. Um, and so uh, we did that for a shorter period of time, and then there was an independence factor that they were able to take on themselves. And we look forward to the opportunity to do additional projects and additional use cases with this customer. And finally, um, what about lessons learned? What did we learn from this project that we're going to be able to bring with us to the next project for our next customer? Sure. So uh, the human element is always the thing that you have to manage. And so we didn't learn it, but it definitely gets reinforced on every MES project that we implement. And so I don't want to uh, underestimate or undervalue the impact of people in this process. Um, it did also, re and so that's just a generic across the board uh, reinforcement. Specific to this project, um, it really reinforced the potential for MES to solve small problems. Uh, a lot of times people think of MES implementations as a major across the factory, across the enterprise implementation that is heavy and does a, and takes a lot of work and time and money. And in this case, this system was very confined, leveraged the value of MES, and provided a more of a point solution of MES that can be expanded into other areas. So I wouldn't, for us, it was looking beyond uh, and actually looking down at things that are maybe a little smaller and a little bit more compact as MES use cases. Thanks, Matt. I appreciate you taking the time to uh, share that with us today. Absolutely. I appreciate the time to share the story, and I'm looking forward to additional use cases and examples that we can share in future podcasts.